The D and Davis Show. D and Davis, the show. We are back. Had a wonderful interview with WGN producer, sports producer Larry Howley. Please make sure you go check that out to give you the perspective of the Indiana Pacers versus the Bulls in the 98 Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, really strong Pacer team. And we also talk about past Pacer teams and future Pacer teams in that interview. So make sure you check that out. Big shout out to Larry. Uh, we're going to continue with our last dance and cap off the last two episodes, continuing from the one we talked to with Larry, but also the final episode and also give a couple of thoughts on some of the critics uh, who probably sometimes are right, but also we're going to take some shots at them. Uh, my name is Kenneth Davis. You know him. His name is D. Demond Spurrow. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show as well. Click on our bio link and take you take you to everywhere we at YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. All right, rate, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demond's One. D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis. And the Zek producer of the Dean Davis Show and everything that we do, Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and IG at Ryan B. Ski 1. All right, guys, let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. All right. Uh, do you go first? Want me to go first? Oh, thank you. Ooh. All right. Um... So at the end of the last dance, which we're going to definitely get into more in depth a little bit later, I'm watching ESPN. Uh, Scott Van Pelt has all the interviews after was uh, Jackie McMullen and, and uh, Mike Wilbon here from Chicago and part of Interruption. Uh, and they have their different segments, bad beats and things like that. But the one thing that really got up under my skin watching it was the instant comparison in the polls between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. The eternal debate. Like Michelangelo versus Leonardo. Hemingway versus Fitzgerald. Jay-Z versus Nas. Towering figures in their field. So why can't we just appreciate their genius? Why do we have to compare them? Why must we be so reductive? Well, why not? 600 respondents to our poll waited for age, gender, race, team loyalties, income, but in the end, the balloting wasn't close. If they were writing sonics, those polled might have put it this way. MJ, you are the greatest. How may we count the ways? Better offensive player? Check. Better defensive player? Check. Better passer? Check. Preferred teammate? Check. Better clutch performer? Check. Choice to take the last shot? Check. More amazing? Check. More likely to win one-on-one? Check. Why did it get on your skin? Because it hadn't been 10 minutes. After the damn thing was over, obviously we had been going through the entire week or weeks, always comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James, whatever like that. Then they had a poll. Oh, yeah, we didn't poll anybody under 18 years old, but everybody over 18, 35 to 65, and 65 and older. It's Michael Jordan, 75% to 35%. I mean, they just started knocking all these things down. Say, like, listen, this is the one thing I want people to understand. That documentary was great. It was a Michael Jordan-produced documentary about Michael Jordan. Um, and it was fantastic. We loved it. But I'm getting to the point now, maybe it's just my old age coming in. You gotta let this some you gotta let some things just go. 
everything doesn't have to be a competition. Everything doesn't have to be who's better than this, who's better than that. Listen, these are two generational unicorns that we have been grateful to see in our lifetime and able to see both of them at their primes. It, you don't have to go as soon as it go off. We got to rip LeBron James and say he ain't nothing. Listen, just, let's just enjoy Michael Jordan. Let's enjoy the Chicago Bulls, especially us being in Chicago. Let's enjoy it. We don't have to turn around and then berate LeBron James because he isn't Michael Jordan. I don't know. I, I, I love a healthy debate, but this time, this is, now it's just getting a little bit too much. It's, I, it was like literally Ken and Ryan. 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes after the damn documentary went off, now let's, now let's rip LeBron James. Come on. I, 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 I'm just getting tired of it. Dan Davis' show. Um, listen, these are the two most prominent players that ESPN has um, used. And I'm not saying these players don't benefit from ESPN using them. They further, uh, that's ESPN has furthered LeBron and Michael Jordan, both for their brands. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I love The Last Dance, even though I get tired of programming every day happening to be wrapped around it since we're in the COVID stayed place and there's not anything to talk about. I would like to see a more, uh, uh, I don't know, well, genuine ways to kind of come up with new context to something to come up with than just a debate that we were having before COVID. This, like, they, that's, right. it, was, it was beating the old horse because it'd be yeah. different. It would be different if this started that debate. This had mm-hmm. always been the debate. Debate. Kobe had been moved out. It was LeBron versus Mike. Um, and I said this when we first started watching it, that how ESPN has propped itself up for so many years using Michael Jordan and then using LeBron James. Um, one, the poll was bogus off of, they had um, uh, LeBron being a lesser passer than Michael Jordan, which is there's right. any, and also that LeBron, <laughs> like, like even, like it should have been even, even a LeBron hire when it comes to rebounding. Like was, one thing I used to always say about LeBron. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is great, not because he had, if we're using uh, gaming ratings, 99 in every rating is because he was high in every rating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the greatest dunker ever. He was one of them, but he's not the elite. He's not Vince Carter. You know what I'm saying? He's not what somebody may say, even though he, they beat each other. He's not Dominique Wilkins. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it, it, it can get sickening because it's low-hanging fruit. And that's the thing where it's kind of like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I've always been one to say, and I think, I think Michael Jordan – is uh, uh, more, he's a greater player, but LeBron is a better all-around player, if you can get that. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron's a better all-around player, but LeBron wasn't the defender that Mike was. Exactly. And it, LeBron and Kobe. Uh, Mike started defending really early because he saw that Bird and Magic weren't uh, perimeter defenders. They were team defenders, you know, so they could collapse and they knew where to be, but they weren't on-ball defenders and trying to shut you down, guys. Kobe and LeBron, by year like four or five, they started doing that because they knew to get to where they wanted to be, they had to play on both sides of the ball when that necessarily wasn't a prerequisite before Mike really started doing that. And people like Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, players that are one defensive player of the year and MVPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I always feel like appreciate LeBron James now because he's going to be gone. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um I get kind of the way where they didn't have kids 18 18 and younger, but I'll tell you this, after watching that documentary, 
a lot of those kids probably still would have given a lot more votes than Mike than what they would have expected. I know they were trying, even though, because if you, if you're 25 and under, you did not see Michael Jordan play. Well, honestly, we can say this. If you're really under 30 to 35, you didn't see him in his prime at all. No, you didn't. You probably you might have been a little kid in '98. Yeah, yeah. And so, like you, you didn't see him leaping through the air and doing stuff right. of that that nature, or anything like that. But I, I get, and I said to you prior to the show uh, that it was low hanging fruit. Um, but I, it, to me, it's just it's one of those things with when programming is lacking content and people are. I don't want to say being lazy because for for what ninety days, ninety or more days, when you usually have games to create a storyline, you know what I'm saying? And not just the games, but stuff that's happening in the locker rooms, trades or whatever happening. And it's easy to come up with content when now there's nothing left. I guess you go to the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But also too, Ryan, it's a simple fact of, do we have to just keep beating up on LeBron James? Like we all know that that, that he's not him. And Michael Jordan is not LeBron James. It's kind of like to the point, like, okay, yeah, stop, stop hitting him in the face. All right, just stop, 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 stop punching him in the face. It's it's just not it's just not necessary. Yeah, I feel bad for LeBron because he's always constantly going to be compared. And the problem with beating Jordan for the goat for a lot of people is his story. Like we just saw the whole thing, the whole story, and you can really make a movie out of it. You can make a novel out of it. It's so like almost imaginary that mm-hmm. this happened. Like everybody else. LeBron, Kareem, you know, Kobe, anybody else you want to put up for GOAT, they all have their blemishes one way or the other, whether it's losing in the finals, not getting there enough, not winning enough, whatever it is. So for these silly polls and stuff, I'm with you guys. It, it just – it's so go-to. It's almost like Skip Bayless hating on LeBron when he was with First Take. It's like, hey, anything Cowboys, let's talk about Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. And then, then you have this. If Jordan or LeBron in the news, anything about where they stand in history, okay, who's the GOAT? Let's get all these polls. Let's get all these analysts. Let's get all these things. And it's just like uh, we have to see LeBron end his career before we can even begin that debate. No, we don't. He lost six finals. It's so I cool. mean, but the point is you got to see what he does the rest of the way. Because if he does some incredible stuff, he won't be the GOAT, but maybe he's number two for sure. If for anybody that doesn't think he is. I think he's probably number two for sure already, unless you put Cap up there. But, I mean, listen, it's hard. Listen, we were giving Kobe an allowance to run him down, and Kobe lost two finals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we were giving – if Kobe would have gotten six, we were still – it wouldn't be fair to, to where how we were sitting there judging both. You can't have a dude – one thing I will say is this. I meant to say this, uh, uh, and we'll talk to it about later when we get into this. Yeah, winning seven times would have been fun, especially if y'all would have walked away. But it was – and I thought this back in the days. It was always better that they stopped it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, well, it made the argument – But it made the argument so so strong moving yeah. forward. So it was he, like, he never lost. What can you yeah. say? Like, have you lost – First of all, like, well, let's just say you got seven. I'd be like, but have you lost? Right, yeah. and he was like, I lost twice. I'm like, but you lost, right? <laughs> the simple fact, fact, he hasn't. Michael Jordan didn't lose a playoff series since 1991. No, he did. Well, he no, 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 the Magic, the Magic, he the Magic. With the magic. Right, right. He but he didn't lose in the finals. But okay, yeah. let's just say he lost one but, playoff round <laughs> since 1991. But, but, just, but think about this. This is the worst part. He won as many titles as LeBron lost. Yeah, that's too hard, Ryan, to come back from. 
Here we go. No, I'm with you. You got, you got, yo, you got six, but your six is like, <laughs> my six is like, right? <laughs> the devil's six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, but I think from Ryan's point, though, I mean, you're talking about. You're talking about overall players. Even going back to the poll that was happening earlier this year, talking about Michael Jones, the greatest college basketball player. That was ridiculous. That was now that's cap. I listen. I had I had one of my guys who likes to mess with me text me and sent me uh, uh, this thing that they're running with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If you don't know when we say cap, Mm -hmm. uh, his stats running against Mike and all their accolades and stuff. And I actually start coming up with new stuff in the debate because it's through IG. Because he's like, yeah, I knew I was going to just throw this at you. And it's like, okay, we're not at work, so you're going to try to be slick. Mm-hmm. Let me take care of this real quick. All right, let's, let's, let's bring up Cap into this, right? Every championship Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won, he won with one, Oscar Robinson his first, and then with Magic Johnson, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. I heard his argument a little bit more. One, when he was playing in college, he was playing against insurance salesmen, uh, half of that damn team. Let's be honest about it, right? Like, they just start letting, they just start letting, like, four or five blacks get on the team, right? Like, it wasn't that long from that Loyola team, right? It wasn't that long where it was, you got to start in five of blacks, right? No whites, but, but also, this is one thing, too. So, I believe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, perhaps in maybe 73, was when he, he demanded to be traded from Milwaukee well, to right. Los Angeles, right? The league didn't merge into 76. He still wasn't getting those rings. When there was, there, listen, there was a whole nother league with greats in it over there, right? Yeah. So when people talk about, like, for instance, like one argument I saw with Bill Simmons on ESPN, and it was legit. He was talking about that Lakers team. I believe it was the Lakers team that won 69 wins. I don't know if it was the Sixers one, but it happened right after expansion and how that 72 win team with the Bulls happened yeah. after expansion, That's correct? True. Right. Sorry, but look at look at the fact that Kareem Jewel Jabbar had players in the whole Dr. J's in the whole Connie Hawkins in a whole nother league, and he's still not collecting rings. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out when we're in, in the debate. All right, like there's a whole nother league at that point, and this is his window between Magic because Magic is there in '78, right, and between Oscar Robinson and him helping Oscar Robinson finally get there. Just point it out as far as uh, giving Mike his props and his roses why he's still here. Yeah, that's a good point, especially when everyone disses Mike by saying because of expansion, the league was watered down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the, like, yeah, a lot of a lot of championships. Oh, let me hit him. Uh, let me hit him. With, can I hit him with my D face? Listen, a lot a lot of championships, a lot of dynasties. Typically, as I, I saw that segment too with Bill um, Simmons, with uh, Bill Simmons. They kind of spark at the expansion because the league get water gets watered down. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying it wouldn't be. Listen, I I'm all for people for men and women having jobs out there. So yes, more teams out there means more jobs, obviously. But if they was just contracted a little bit and go to ten and ten, like twenty teams, ten in the east and ten in the west, I mean, you probably talking about some best some of the best basketball you ever seen in your life. But oh. after, but but you know when you when when things get watered down, yeah, it's mm-hmm. easy. Well, see, I don't think you have to necessarily do that today. And I would say you probably didn't have to do that after the 2000s started because mm. I don't think we started to think about how many international players joined the NBA. So that's, before, that's, that's a good point. you were only I, drafting players from here. here you got players right. in Africa, in Europe, you know, so like now, Australia, yeah, having four, having four more teams, it's, you got the spots, you got the talent to fill in those spots. You know what I'm saying? That you never had. So uh, to, I don't think expansion is, is a bigger problem in the NBA today 
as it was. I'll even say during the mid '90s uh, when because it, 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 international players had came, but if you think of really like Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja came over around the same time, but it wasn't like. Uh, what happened with Golden, not Golden State, with the Spurs, where they were really, they, they took what Jerry Krause did and perfected it. When you look at uh, uh, Tony uh, Parker with Mono Ginobili, you know what I'm saying, and so on and so forth, the players that they would sit there and try to get. And you saw the Bulls with somebody Leandro like Bosa. Andre Nocioni. Uh, you know, just showing you just at that time the growth of these international players. So you had, you had slots for them, but you still had so much more talent come from around the world. Yeah. All right. Off top. Off top. Off top. I got hate in my heart. What's going on? <sighs> all right. First of all, to Mark Emerit, president of the NCAA. You, ain't, you don't get this a lot. I'm going to give you a little one. Oh. So a week ago, really? he came out and basically said this. There's not going to be any games played because there aren't going to be students at the schools, Right. Okay. What he was really trying to do was save the NCAA from the Power Five, which we keep hearing is probably going to separate sooner rather than later, especially with the COVID-19 <clears throat> Power Five conferences. So I'm talking about the SEC, Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to interrupt something. They're not winning enough. But uh, when they win, they would bring them back into yeah, pointing them out, all right? But um, this is the thing. So you had uh, uh, E. Gordon G., uh, two times Ohio State, uh, president, president of Vanderbilt, president at like West Virginia, so on and so forth. I believe I could be wrong. West Virginia, I think he is. Uh, was at West Virginia. Um, say basically that you know they are going to have games, and I saw Laura Rutledge talking about how uh, similar to what Adam Silver said on a phone call we learned last week to NBA players. All right, if someone gets sick and we come back to play, we still have to continue, or we shouldn't start down this road. So basically, it's like, listen, some of y'all gonna get sick. And if that's going to be a problem, then we shouldn't do this, right? Mm -hmm. But you're doing this to kids that don't get paid, right? Now, let me just go back. The argument is always, well, they get paid because of their scholarship. There are kids at those schools on academic scholarships that aren't being forced to go into the labs or whatever they have to do for them to get their scholarship, right? Right. Schools so, are closed. Right. right. So schools, are, schools are closed. So how can we sit here? And this is why uh, Mark Emmert, said that last week because he knows that we're, that we're down the rabbit hole so hard that we're really going to break the crucible when it comes to student athletes. Because if, if they're students, why the f*** are you forcing them to have to go out there and have to be around each other, right? Have to risk and probably contract COVID. Not all of them, but some of them. And this is the worst part. They're doing this right now. I'm telling you, I'll be pissed. And I, I was the type of player that, man, like me and my coach used to get into it. Right? Like, so it was like, I'd be planning like, ooh, let him say one thing to me. Today. I had the whole rant ready for that ass. So um, I would, just to sit there and think, I'm taking these risks, right? These, these, these risks, when you see uh, a snail with the devil rays talk about how, you know, you can get COVID, it can affect you for the rest of your life, but also affect the amount of income that you can bring in. Because we know in baseball, for instance, arbitration, any negotiation, the first thing I'm we'll going to point out is your flaws because I'm trying to get that number value down, right? So I'm like, remember, your lungs ain't the same as they was before that vid. Right? Like, which, right? on your lungs. Yeah, so, but, 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 but this is the thing, too, to kind of wrap it up. You, you say that it's because of the scholarship they have to do it because they're, they're student athletes, but yet you're not holding other students with scholarships to, to the same standard, right? I'm looking there. I'm, I'm in practice. I'm looking at a coach. This MF will make 5 to $10 million. He catch COVID. Dude, he got his money. I'm at the beginning of my life, right? 
And y'all was y'all not even like, you know what, guys? Let's just hold off this year. Because that's really what they should do. They so much like, man, listen, what? Uh, uh, the Tide made $90 million. I think the football team only took in like 30-something mil. The rest went to all those non-revenue gener- generating sports, right? So that, that props up the whole department, let alone the school when you're getting that much money, right? You can't tell me you care about these kids and you're doing the right thing when you're, first, you're enforcing free employees that aren't essential, all right? They aren't essential. When I hear people, I saw Cuomo today uh, talk about governor of uh, New York. Oh, your baby Cuomo said something you didn't like? Yes, he did. Oh, right. He's getting so close to J.B. Prisca. I see J.B. Prisca with the Amy Jacobson stuff. I peep you. I didn't know Amy was like out there like that. Back to this. <laughs> so <laughs> Cuomo jumps out and was like, yeah, you know, we may be able to get some sports in. We need sports because it gets some people something to watch and it keeps them at home. Shut your ass up because they don't need to risk their life if they don't want to. You know what I'm saying? You saw the thing with Larry Nance Jr., uh, just like a friend of the show, Lawrence Home, he has Crohn's disease. He's like, yo, slow down, right? I don't, I don't want to risk it, even though it seems like they're telling him that the medicine that he takes uh, may definitely, it may not affect him and, and make his immune system as weak. He may be okay to go ahead and do it. He keeps saying he's trying to keep abreast of new information. But you're risking lives. And it's just not lives, because I can even say it like this. I mean, think about how many players that aren't going to go to the NFL. So it's not like, okay, you're risking your life, but this is still basically an interview for you so you can get to the bag. What about the guys that are just going there for their scholarships, right? And you like, hey, shorty that's not going to play on Sunday, you better be out in this NFL if you're trying to get this. Like, they're not essential. This isn't someone that has to do their job or else, for instance, and this is unfortunate to those people, a meatpacking plant closes down, there's less meat out here. You know what I'm saying? Deliveries, which is sad that these people have to be forced to that, but forced to that. But if we don't have deliveries, then we're not going to be able to get the stuff that keeps us from being out in the streets. Right. It's not necessarily the same things because we haven't had sports, and we still, for the most part, stayed our butts in the house. And at least most of us were common sense. So that was my biggest pet peeve to see that they're forcing these college students to have to come back and play when we don't have a vaccine. All right, we were rushing to do everything. Why are we putting kids on the front lines too that don't necessarily have to be on the front lines just to entertain us? This is why I've been saying for years, college athletes need to understand their value because nothing moves without you. And if I know they're going to hang a, a, a scholarship over you, it's like, dude, listen, look at the world. The world is just somewhat... Not on, not up in fire or on fire as it once was, but it's still blazing out there. And you want me to run out there to entertain you, to throw a ball or to shoot a ball or catch a ball? Nah, son. So this is why I really want to stress college athletes. I don't care if you playing lacrosse to swimming to football and basketball. Understand your value. There is a reason why they want to put you out in front because you make money for them. Understand, you the money maker, not them. They can't make the money without you. And also, too, second thing, too, I'll kick it over to you, Ryan. These are still, in a quote-unquote, student athletes. And I would think a lot of these students, not a lot of them, but a good percentage of these students, uh, besides maybe something like a basketball or football, uh, not saying that all of them are like this, but they typically come from middle-class households, probably maybe a little bit more well to our households, possibly, hopefully, two-parent households, but it's cool if you have one, a strong mother or father. This is where the parents have to also have to step in. 
Like, listen, he is a prof- He or she is not a professional. My son or daughter is not going to put their life at risk to make you all happy. And that's for the fans. That's for ESPN. That's for Fox. That's for the ADs. That's for the presidents. That's for everybody. We cannot put a value on a human life like this. We just can't. At least that's my two cents. But I just hope these college <laughs> athletes understand the power that they actually have. Well, real quick, I think clearly they know the value. Even if you go back and listen to the Five Five, they were talking about my jerseys were selling and stuff like that. It's just they can't they can't do anything to um, to to they can't cause a cost equation where they can get the, the the money out of their value. I'll say this much: this goes back to why they should have had a union. Because if they had a union, they would have somebody to be at the table for, exactly. them, for them in this situation. But go ahead, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, they're students. That's the first word of student athletes. If schools are closed, then it's closed. That's simple. Like, yeah. Pro athletes, I have no problem with them going back if they are okay with it because yep. they are going to make a living doing right. this. Perfect, this perfect, is their perfect. job. So if you are going to get compensated, at least for working, especially during this time, and you need to do it for whatever reasoning, because, hey, you need the money, blah, 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 or you just feel like you can do it, fine. But student athletes, yeah, I mean, that's it. Schools are closed. They shouldn't have to even really think about much of anything else because, I mean, what are you going to do? Just have the football games open on Saturdays? (laughs) That's going to be the plan on campuses? Everything's closed except the – the football stadium on Saturdays. Make sure you channel, tune in to Channel 5. Y'all can't learn nothing, but come out here watch these boys get right. concussed. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... We even though they to, probably won't have fans in the stands. True. Well, but even saying, on TV, though. I mean, whatever. Yeah, right. tune in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the whole campus is shut down except for these football games. My right. God. Everybody's doing virtual, but these guys got to be right. Like so they were saying, for instance, and this is one thing that Laura Rutledge was talking about, that they're going to have 10 guys going to like the weight room after they get to get through training. They have a team coming there and wipe everything down. Then another two guys, 10 guys going there. But basically they know that these kids are going to catch it. And it's more about isolating the kid that caught it. And I started to see this two weeks ago yeah. where coaches were like, you know what? Give us the kids. Cause I know how to keep them safe in no matter. I'm, I'm, you know, now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what they were saying, but they were basically saying, and we know how college coaches is, is so uh, uh, authoritarian that, you know, they run everything. So in their minds, it's like, I can keep these kids away from this COVID, right? One other thing a person was pointing out, how, and I'll tell you what I felt like they were saying, the type of situations these kids can get in to where they can go get COVID and bring it back to the team. Now, me personally, I was thinking about getting some of that action, especially with college kids. Like, hey, listen, I hope you don't think I'm about to be on that yard for about six months and I'm going to be dry. <laughs> And doing I'm just, nothing. I'm just talking. I'm just I can't say. I gotta yeah. be out here. I gotta be. Listen, I'm gonna need a young lady to come visit me a couple times. All right. So, and, and being a kid, I'm probably gonna kiss her. And we even with other places from Pete Davidson. I found out you can get COVID from. I won't go there. Just go look at old recent episodes of SNL. Right. Ooh. Kiss <laughs> low, low, low kisses. I thought you said you weren't going into it. Not front low, back low. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here for the shenanigans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow. it's, it's still one. But Ryan, what's uh, what's your off top? Uh, my off top is a opportunity for us to uh, unleash on a guy that we love to uh, bring down in the Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He uh, 
went through this COVID process. I believe he said he was going to have this giant beard and giant hair, and it was becoming this joke in the Pittsburgh area. Like, what is, what is Big Ben going to do with this this look that he has? Because he, I mean, he looked like a lion almost, just this giant mane all around <laughs> hair. And then he said he was going to get a haircut whenever he trimmed the beard. So he put out a social video or social media video of him practicing with his teammates, throwing the football around for the first time since his Tommy John surgery or something like that. And then they show a quick clip of him at the barbershop getting a trim, laughing with some people as uh, it cuts away. And then they asked the governor of uh, Pennsylvania about it, and he uh, was displeased in Big Ben's situation because they are still in yellow, so they are not opening salons and all that stuff quite yet. Listen, I saw a guy, a representative from Pennsylvania on TV today, and this moron, he actually, he, he did have COVID-19. It wasn't as bad. He needed to go to the hospital, but he did isolate, and he got over it. What did he say coming out? Yeah, I was taking some zinc, and I was taking a hydrochlorophene. And like, what? What are you doing? So this is the things that happens in Pennsylvania. So especially with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, real quick, they showed a cut of him getting his hair cut. Did somebody have a mask on? Did they have gloves on? Did he have a mask? They only showed him and the scissors cutting and him laughing. He did not obviously have a mask. Man. You can't have a mask on if you're getting your beard, did. Right. Mm. You don't cut around the beard like it's a bowl. (laughs) Do something. Hold my nose. I don't know. Do something. I hit my barber. How about he just trims it himself? Right. I hit hit my barber. There you go, uh, Ryan. And I had I had uh, zelled him, and he was like, he just hit me back. I didn't hit him up. I zelled him, and he hit me. He was like, did you send me some cash? I was like, yeah. You know, basically just hold it. And he's going back and forth. He's like, you know, I'm open, right? And I said, dude, we're not coming for a long time. Yeah. Right. Like this, I'm gonna cut this probably this week. Right. Probably I've been waiting for we have long enough gaps in the show. So if I f it up, I got a little <laughs> little blowback time. Like, damn, it's a divot right in that joint. Don't worry, I'll just put a picture over your. Face. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Or just a plug of hair right there. Yeah. Uh, but I was just, but still, like, dude, it's just one. I mean, when you just think of, and of course, barbers can have clean situations or whatever. When you think of just the different people that come through there, and I'm sure Ben is a special situation. Uh, the appointment is Barbara probably had it right, but don't feel like that's the Wait, only guy. That's, that's probably the only guy that's getting that. True, good point. Is getting that type of service. Um, it's unnecessary, and it's also um, irresponsible, uh, especially for someone who's been in trouble in the past, right? Because that's the reason why we talk about Ben. We all know Ben's oh, issues. He's a habitual line stepper. Yeah, you know, the stuff's in Georgia where it seems like he assaulted a young lady. Mm. Let's just fully disclose it, all right? You are a role model regardless if you don't uh, believe it. People look up to you. People think of what you do as, as something as far as it may validate the actions that they may take on moving forward. It was no reason for you to do it. And the, the big thing is this. He could have done it and not even recorded it. Right. People, people would have noticed, even though who, who knows? Did he record himself like a yeah. stick? He said he put it out. No, he, oh. he said he, he put it out on his social media that he was getting clipped. So it wasn't like someone caught him in the barber with the barber. He wanted people to right. see. I'm back. I'm back. My arm's right. ready. I'm back. Look at this. Look at all these touchdowns. And, and dude, check out you, the beer. you could have sit there and he could have sat there, as Ryan just said earlier. He could have he could have lied and said he clipped it himself. Right. I don't know his right. I don't know his sheer skills. Yeah. 
Right. right. He could have. There's no reason in a way to tell people, you know what? I'm like, F this, man. It's lockdown. It's only levels in this. Like, I really haven't done anything risky. And I'm, I listen, there's been times in my life I've been a risky MF. Right. <laughs> I've really not done anything risky, right? Real quick. Do you guys really remember Big Ben just always having some beard? Like, he'll have scruff or clean shaven. He's never been like this beard Ooh, artist. beard guy. Last season, he had the beard, but that's because he wasn't playing, though. But didn't he have well, one? Like, he, were, he's played with beards, but yeah, not like, like sculpted. Yeah, he played like, um, yeah. playoff beard. Also, also, also he, he also used to have Kanye face from the uh, motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. So his remember his face used to not look right for a couple years after the motorcycle accident or whatever, where you can see the still the swelling and stuff hasn't necessarily went down. So you know he may not have been because it may have kind of not been symmetrically the same and uh, had a, a full grown beard is what you're saying, Ryan. Even though maybe it could have covered it up, I really don't care. I I just don't understand. Like you just want to. It's to the point now. I think even with sports or not in sports, people just want to poke the finger in the eye of people who are trying to be safe. It's like, oh, you want to wear a mask? I don't want to wear a mask because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, it's my constitutional right. If your mask. So what if you get sick? What if you, I've, so many stories we've heard of people getting sick and then turn around saying like, damn, don't do what I did. It's the like, nurse, the nurse from the flip. Yeah, you see, came out and Uh she was like, "My bad." Yeah, I was being irresponsible. No, no, she said like, "Oh no, I was helping my sister." Yeah, but she apologized. She apologized. apologized. Right, I know she she apologized. She was like, "But it came came through her right." Yeah, it came through her employers, like a statement through her employers. I mean, basically, they had to say like, "Listen, we probably got to keep your ass because of what's happening. We can't fire you right now." But also, we're gonna put out a you gotta put out an apology through us. But think about this too. Also, they may have to keep her away because they don't know if she's infected and not going taking us to Wisconsin. Exactly. So now somebody else has to work your shift because you're kicking it. Heckle, please let me heckle some people. Free him. I'm telling you, man. Free me. Let, free me. Let, let him. Let him loose. Let me loose. <laughs> I want to heckle. Oh man, get that hazmat suit. Oh, I don't need my. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I get the hazmat suit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it through the hazmat suit. Hit the vape and then keep on going. They, and, and, and your drink. <laughs> you know you out here effing up, right? <laughs> man, it just ain't worth it, man. I just don't understand, man. This is boy, this is just showing you right here, man, with America. It it's man, it ain't built for stuff like this. I'm moving to Acon City. Yeah. I think I told my old lady, like, man, what if we just came across a lot of money? Just like, you know what? This is dip. You listen. I'm gonna say this: If you get a lot of money, minute, though, so. if you get a lot of money and you only have residences in America, you effing up big time. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you effing up big time. big time. If you ain't got fallout plans to get up out of this bad boy, <laughs> you ain't paying attention. You ain't paying attention. You're an idiot. Right, right. <laughs> it just ain't worth it. All right, D and Dave Show. Come on back and break down the last dance. D and Dave Show. What's up, everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS2 Chicago. You're listening to the D and David Show. Right? have you seen The Last Dragon? Oh, man, The Last Dragon. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, that was- you have to go and watch The Last Dragon. You're going to enjoy that. I haven't seen The Last Dragon in so damn long, man. Show it's- enough. It's been years. No, Is you that know Bruce what? Lee? No, 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 no. It's Bruce Lee Roy. Bruce Lee Roy. 
I watched, mm. I watched like half of it on Netflix one day. It is on Netflix. Uh-huh. Who made it? Oh, oh it is. Uh-huh. Who produced it? Oh, qu- qu- not Quincy Jones. No, Barry Gordon. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Barry Gordon. Motown, found yeah. a Motown rhyme, produced it. I think this one ages well. Go watch The Last it Dragon. Does. It does. You'll it's enjoy. Yeah, you'll enjoy The Last Dragon, Ryan. It's still funny. When he walked okay. up, when he walked into that uh, movie theater, I was like, oh, this is, this is pure comedy. I saw pure that. Comedy. At, saw that at the show. My brother, my father t- took me and my brother. Really? As soon as, yes. As soon as we hit the dirt outside our crib, oh, my father, oh. Was, like, <laughs> my father was like, see, that's why I don't take y'all to see nothing like this. As soon as we got out the car, it was like, it's all right. It's like, no, nah, see, I don't know. Take y'all to do nothing. Is, like, this still, is this still on Netflix? I don't know. I haven't seen it in at least Four was, years, maybe. It was on Netflix. I remember. Oh, but Ryan, watch that's the last favorite movie. Good Chanel, like the last, yeah. the last dragon, especially for a, us kids back then. Last Dragon, it was Propodopolis. It yeah, was it Propodopolis. Was yeah, that was that was pretty good. It was another movie. Um, oh, I want to see a Warriors. Ryan, you ever seen Warriors? <sighs> Is that with Tom Hardy? No, no. Warriors, come out and play. Or when you hear like in, in traction, be like, "Can you dig it?" Yeah. That's from Warriors too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you one. Just don't watch the Warriors movie if you can get that old PS2 Warriors game, game. Yeah, woo, me and Acton love nice. that game. We love that game. Like, if you can get that game, woo, okay. you traveling through New York, y'all yeah. fighting. It's a two player. Y'all fight. Because oh, they they, they re-released yeah. the movie. They didn't make a remake of the movie. They re-released it, right? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I, I think that's what sparked the video game. Cause I used to go to Blockbuster and I hit the game. I had a uh um a Xbox that was modded out and I could take games and video and download them to my to my Xbox. Uh-huh. Okay. And I I got Warriors. And I'm trying to remember why was that video game out? I don't know. They didn't read yeah, it. It was, it was, it was just like, it, it was an anniversary, I yeah, believe. 30 years. But you're right. It, they, like they, released, they, re, they did re release it if it was anniversary. They are the same era, just about, but they're two different <clears> movies. But The Warriors was unbelievable at the time and something like that coming out. That was great. It was before, they made that movie before I was even born. Oh, I don't think I was born either. The I mean, mid-70s? it made it. Yeah, yeah I was going say, I, I wasn't born It came out in yeah. 79. Was, okay. Really? Okay. I it came out before that. I was a year. Wait a minute. Do you know? Did you see the movie of uh, it's on uh, Ghostface Iron Man? The way it started off. Oh no! I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been meaning to go back. You're talking about like the life and track. Man, I wrote track circles going across your ass. Yeah, it's um the the the, the, what's the name? It's something that I I just was watching a clip of it on social media two weeks ago, and it's like the life and times of like you said. Uh, but he's like, man, I will trucks around your ass. Yeah. So, 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 so like, yeah, man, this is listen. What me, the vice lords got to do with pump like you? Right. Listen, his whole style is uh, is his chump, yeah. right? He's like, come down with, I got him, I got him. Like they had like real gangbangers in that. Yeah, they did. Right. Sunny, oh man, what is his name? Sunny something. Oh man, what is his name? Listen. No, not listen. Even though funny part, <laughs> even though when you say that funny part, Ghostface loved Sonny Liston and talked about he wanted to actually portray Sonny Liston and put out a Sonny Liston movie. Oh, the one really? of his lines, hey, it's like Sonny Liston. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's, a, he's a big time Sonny Liston guy. One of the hardest punches in uh, boxing ever. Oh, man. I'm Sonny Liston to... was uh, George Foreman before George Foreman. Oh, here it is. Education of Sonny Carlson. Okay. 
1974, Sonny Carlson, yeah, mm-hmm. a young black teenager, and three of his friends are mm-hmm. in the process of breaking into a local market to steal uh, food and money. Uh, let me see. Years later, older car. Uh, it's juice. It was juice. No, basically, no wonder D likes it. Kmart, Subway. Childhood, <laughs> right here. Wait a minute. Years later, an older Sonny, who is uh, now heavily involved in gang activity, is part of the rival between the Lords and a fellow gang, the Tommy Hawks. Uh, the Tomahawks. Mm-hmm. That's also what I saw the clip home. in the hallway. I saw the clip in the hallway two weeks ago. When the Tommy Hawks don't want nothing to do, he was like, man, listen, man, this ain't the place right here. He's like, man, you don't want none of this right here. It was like, <laughs> you, I think you need to fight, bro. <laughs> right? Like, y'all, yeah. are, what's y'all in school? What you gonna get ex- suspended? Expelled? Y'all game makers. Do what you gotta do. Dude, right, listen, basically. I gained a significant level my junior year from gang activity expelling a couple of, of people. It shifted my trajectory up. So... Hats off to Gangbanger. Oh, check this out. It's actually on YouTube. The whole movie is on Shout out to Gangbanger. <laughs> Shout out to the gang. Shout out to the kings and the folks. Right? Took, listen, took a good year, moved me. Listen, move. And it was, it was like seniors too? Move. Boy, I started dating senior girls, but it was love. <laughs> Let me see. I think you know what? I'm going It's to good age. for when you're a kid. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to try something right now. I think I actually found the clip. Yo, you do, do, man. Yo, man, hold it right there. What you doing on our turf, punk? Got a message for Smokey. Give it. You a Smokey man? Give it. If you ain't Smokey, ain't a message. I said, give me the message. It's from Willie in the slam. You been busted. Yeah, the man picked me up. But I ain't got no time to play with you. Now give me the message. Willie's in Warwick doing one to three. Told me to tell your to keep cool. He be out one way or another. Quick. Damn, Warwick? Willie can do that bitch standing on his head, That's man. Right. Yeah, he told me about you dudes. Maybe I can stick around for a while. No, that's out, man. You know, what can we, the Lords, do with a punk like you? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, you can join our girls, all right? Yeah, you can't even pee straight. <laughs> you sure you ain't from the Hawks, man? Kiss my ass, mm. I don't want to join your anyway. Burn him. Just me and you. Just me and you. I put trademarks around your. F- All right, well let the f- stay. Oh, and that's how you go out. Exactly, exactly. It, it, listen, anybody that's a fan, Ghostface. Where's the David Show went? I'm with you. Look, it's, for me, for my generation, our generation, it's historical. That's right? historical. That is me. Well, I'll say this much. It's better than hip hop putting all those goddamn uh, uh, Scarface uh, excerpts in their stuff. That right there, because I didn't know about that movie really till Ghost was dropping it all in that album. I think I saw it. My cousin is older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw that movie before Ghost, before the mm-hmm. album, before the okay. album came out, because he just had these like random old ass VHS texts. And his brother was an older. Uh, Older, older game bang, old, older dude in the streets. He would have been. He, oh, he dead now. He would have been like in his sixties now. Mm. 
But he used to get, give him, he used to give us like all these stuff. Like, hey man, check out this tape, check out this tape, check out this tape. We would watch these movies. And I think I saw that before Ghost uh, Iron mm. Man came out. And Iron Man came out what, 95? Yeah. 94, 95? I 96. Think might, 96? I think I saw that movie like 93 or 96. I was in college. When Iron Man dropped. Yeah, yeah, man. So little little movie history out there for everybody who did I want trade Ryan, I want trademarks around your ass. Anybody's big Wu Tang fans, anybody's big Ghostface fans. I know Ryan, you got a lot of editing to do. Anybody's big Ghostface fans, that's that's where that came from. That movie right there, what you just saw, that's where it came from. Good stuff right there. All right. Ben Davis show, uh, going to jump into the last dance and get up out of here. Also, please check out an interview with uh, WGN sports producer Larry Howley, uh, the guy that was running, um, um, uh, damn, CLTV sports, sports feed, sports, sports feed, uh, sports feed. Uh, the reason why you saw us on there. Uh, so definitely go check him out and support him. Uh, wonderful man. And shout out definitely to Josh and Jared Payton. Uh, we definitely appreciate those two guys too. All right. So guys, last dance penultimate episode and the end episode. Um, what were your first thoughts, Steve? You know what? The, the biggest thing is, and we talked about this with Larry, talking about how Michael Jordan was like still chomping at the bit or, or upset the simple fact they couldn't run it back. And everybody out there who plays sports, you know you on a on – I don't care if you are playing on, on, on actually playing a sport or you playing a video game. What's one thing you hear? Run it back. All right? So they didn't get a chance to do that. And a lot of people keep a lot of people keep asking Michael Jordan, so what do you, like could you could y'all have won the seventh ring? You know, he's the wrong person to ask, in my opinion. Mm. The right person to ask, in my opinion, is Scotty Pippen. Because Scotty was probably wasn't gonna be there. Scotty was burned that season. He set out the season, didn't get the didn't get the surgery before the season to come mm. into the season healthy. He basically sat out in protest, but he's figured like, hey, listen, I'm already not getting paid. They're talking about fine me, fining me. I need to go on out there and go ahead and play. It would have taken Michael Jordan. I know he's a force of nature, right? Uh, Chanel said, like, she was watching this, like, I know he's that much of an asshole. He's a tyrant, a bully. Like, yeah, that's Michael Jordan. But he also is very persuasive when he wants somebody, if he wants his team to galvanate and run, get behind him or, or alongside of him and, and go for a championship, right? He can do that. I think he would have had to move heaven and earth to try to get Scottie Pippen to come back. I don't think so. I think so. Let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. No, no, let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. You're right, you're right. The only reason why I say I don't know, I think he would have had to move heaven and earth, nor Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan. He probably could have done that. Mm -hmm. But he was really, really upset at the organization as he was getting paid. The question is, all right, do I want to take another one-year deal for them? For come back and try to run it back. He got his money when he got traded from the Houston Rockets from the from the Chicago no, Bulls. He Houston got his, he he got his money, money from the Bulls. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, but it was, it was a sign of trade. trade. It was a sign of well, trade. That was no, the point I, I was going to make. Though. Yeah, he got signed a trade. But if you're trying to stay, do mm-hmm. you think Scottie Pippen or what? What would what would be the amount that mm-hmm. Jerry Reinsdorf would have had to sign Scottie Pippen to mm-hmm. come back? Because he, as we saw in the last episode, he basically said, "Like, hey, man, listen, two parts. I had, I had a money." Two parts, so, two parts, two which parts. Which did. Um, it may have been lesser than the sign and trade deal for uh, Houston. But like what, 70 million or something? Got like 68, that? I believe. Something like that, yeah. Um, this is the thing. They could have just given Scotty that contract and still moved him after that one year. Because there are gonna be so many NBA teams, and you gotta remember what the NBA was back then. And Scotty's contract 
it wasn't as stifling as what you think because he was just getting his first check at real money. Money, right? Right. And he was and what, Scotty, early 30s, 32. Yeah, that, that was ninety. That was ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Scotty came back to the Bulls in what, like two thousand and four? When the contract was up. When the contract was up. But also remember this. So the Bulls do a sign and trade with the Houston Rockets, who at that time had already traded for Char- an older Charles Barkley and had a decline in the Kim Olajuwon. Hi, they tra- had already retired. Yeah, they tried to make a new big three, but Scotty was still the only player that was kind of in his prime at that time. And Scotty saw those two declining players and knew he wasn't. Scotty was still chasing, trying to win without Mike. Mm-hmm. And then got traded to Portland. Portland still would have been there a year after the Bulls if they won the seven to trade for Scotty's contract. They value Scotty Pippen. So, I mean, because going on what you're saying, the thing that the Bulls would have had to do was give Scotty the same contract. And now I, I don't know if Jerry Cross, I don't think he's a stupid man, but I still think he knows the value of his plays. Dog, Scott Williams got what, like $20 million from the 76ers after the first three? Like, you remember that? But, but people, and people were paying him because. When you got a player that was on a championship team, the thought was you're bringing that culture to your team, regardless of what that player's standing was on the championship team, right? So that player didn't have to be a leader on the championship team. Oh, not at all, not at all. But if but you're just people used to just that used to be how the NBA worked. Yeah, it's sometimes still now. But it's hey, we're, we're bringing in this guy who's on a championship team, supposed to help our kids or whatever. But even though Scotty is a main. Thank you. A main player of the second most important player on the championship team, there would have been multiple teams that they would have signed Scotty to the same deal that was assigned to trade for Houston that would have traded for Scotty a year, if not a year or two. Because also remember, it's not like Scotty broke down. He got older and wasn't the same player, but also depending on the system. Because with Portland, he didn't need to be the main scorer. One, in a way, Steve Smith was the main perimeter scoring on that team. You know what I'm saying? Scotty was playing point uh, defensive specialist and leader for the most part. And there were going to be teams that valued that and would have still traded for Scotty. So I, I do think you could have brought them back for the seventh. And I would, if they did, it would have been cool, even though we can't forget that Michael's finger was messed up from the cigar thing. Yeah, he cut oh. his finger. But they had, they would have had a lot of rest though. They would have, but he would have missed. He still, even with a strike shortened season, he still would have missed part of that strike shortened season. Like so, that's like his thing was quite so bad. It wasn't like when it was like January. He kind of tipped it. Yeah, yeah, it was 50 games, but he still would have been out. You know what I'm saying? And which would have, it was, in, in one way, would have been poetic because the season before, Scotty was out for 35 games. It would maybe Mike would have been out for 20 something games. And we would have seen how Scotty, who we did see the first year how he led the Bulls, but the second year the Bulls weren't as good, but they didn't have the same rebounding. Horace Grant had left quit. Yeah, uh, Michael, I mean, Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen came back to the Bulls 03 04 season. He was yeah. 38 years old then. So he was in Portland for four years. And he took from, that money from he took that money from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And which we saw Jalen Rose pointed out that he looked at the team, they was like in a sauna or something. And see, this is the thing, too. So let me give you my gripes. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Gores Grant came out, which is his, his right, and said, you know, I'm tired of Mike and his BS. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been around each other in the last three years. He didn't say anything about this if he thought I told Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Somebody told Sam Smith, right? Sam Smith didn't just get all the information, regardless of how good of an investigating journalist he is. He didn't Jerry, get it from Jerry Krause. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's some of that stuff that Jerry probably would have known. And I used to read, I used to read that book every uh, Saturday over one of Mike's girlfriend's house because he was on the coffee table all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would find myself thumbing through it as a kid or whatever, right? 
somebody did, and you were close to you were the. It seems like you were the closer player to Sam Smith. And there's also ways. Listen, we're in media. There's ways you can ask questions about something with somebody not giving you the full uh, answer. Yeah, but you're, they're still they're still sitting there and telling you that whatever you're saying is true. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so he could still have been, he meant you, you got to get what three, two to three uh, people doesn't to validate it. Two to three he sources. Yeah. He could have been the second source from just being like, oh, I've heard something like that or whatever. But he did say that uh, the, the whole incident on the plane, he ate. He was like, you know, everybody knew who I was. And as far as where I come from, you wasn't going to take my food from me. And basically, mm-hmm. Jordan didn't, Jordan, he said that, but he stayed his ass in his seat, is what his friend said. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think Jordan wants that smoke. I, I don't think Jordan was scared of Horace Grant. I didn't say he was. Especially back then. Horace Grant came in the league. Listen, Jordan's part of the reason they, that him and Scotty put on weight. Like, they yeah. came in the league. They claim in the league lanky. He was lanky, but. Lanky. I, I would. I mean, they two country boys. Well, you, know sure, Oakley, sure, you know Charles You know Charles Oakley was still there, right? Was he? Charles Oakley was still there at the beginning. Remember, Horace Grant Scotty got drafted in, the tra- drafted in the same year. Same year. That's so right. So Charles Oakley is still. So Mike ain't got to get up if you who really want that smoke. With, who messes with, with you, Mike? Who messes with you, Mike? Oh, tree. Oh, tree. He got to get up. He, 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 he paid to get up, right? He said, um, you remember, you made, you, no, it kind of remind me of that clip, that, uh, that video clip of a dude calling CEO. CO! CO! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, Oak. He, uh, but again, he did say, you know, that, you know, he was there for that smoking, but as D just alluded to, that Mike pretty much didn't want. I didn't, I didn't find that Mike was that. But I, I feel, I felt like if you've been on any sports team, there are times when you're um, fraternizing, getting on hazing, quote unquote, the younger kids, that you don't take it to a level. Like my team, I remember like, man, someone was terrorizing these kids. And I'm not joking with you. It was disheartening. It was um, it was shocking to see guys and just to think that there were no coaches around and the, the type of abuse that some of these kids took and what it was. And me and uh, one of my um, uh, uh, players that was in the same uh, age group as me, Jesus, the, the bullies, we used to kind of go after the bullies at that time, especially when we ascended to being the older people on the team. Mm-hmm. Some people lose their effing minds. I like guess it can be frightening to see how people, when they have that power, and they had to go through being at the bottom. I never understand why people have to go through being at the bottom when they get to the top, want to not just give the same amount of abuse, but go above the abuse, and they didn't like the abuse. Right. Like, I never, again, and it's all self-analyzation and realizing that, all right, I've been abused, so that's in me. I have to analyze this. But I never understood how some people could necessarily be like that. But uh, again, outside of that part of it, and also Horace pointed out that it, it was that the, the doc, quote unquote, it wasn't a doc and it was BS because it was basically all about Mike and Mike's opinion. He pointed out he didn't like the Scottie Pippen MO. And this is a point I was initially getting to when I my chimed in. Yeah, yeah. So um, Jalen Rose mentioned when he joined the Bulls, and we talked about it with Larry Halley uh, last evening about how Jalen Rose coming to the Bulls gave the Bulls a little bit of pump and an oomph from where Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose had been averaging 20-something points in a way he had kind of taken over the near paces from uh, Reggie Miller at that time when he came to the Bulls in a trade for Ron Artest and um, uh, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. I don't know if Brett uh, Robinson was in that trade too. If he was, he wasn't there long. But um, the point is, he said that they were like in a sauna or something. He's like, man, I got the twin toddlers. You know what I'm saying? I got Jay Smooth on his team. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, no, nah, Jay Smooth was gone. Uh, no, nah, I don't know if Jay Smooth, Jay Smooth. No, Jay Smooth was there, actually. Was this Smooth. was his last. Uh, uh, it's uh, Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Jamal, Jamal, okay, Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford still there. He had Jason Williams because Jamal Crawford and Jason Williams, they wouldn't play them together, which they did it with Kirk Heinrich the following Kirk Heinrich, year. Right. But they wouldn't play them together. They had them always battle it out. And he was talking about how they can make a little bit of noise with the players of the team. And said Scotty, because Scotty had just joined the team, was like, man, I, I basically bump all of that. They owe me money, and I'm only here to collect that. Mm-hmm. Which, remember, and going back to the thing, Scotty only played about 30-something games. Now, Scotty's knees were going. He was not supposed to start. No, Scotty was starting. And by, I want to say midseason, and Scotty was playing well if you knew basketball. Stat-wise, you may have seen it, but if you knew the art of basketball, seeing everything he could do as a 38-year-old man, as DJ alluded to, he was playing at a, a great level if you like basketball as far as the purity of basketball. Yeah, he only started. He only played twenty three games, and he started six of those games. All right. And, well, so where I'm wrong at, he played a lot more minutes in those games than what he was supposed to play. Mm-hmm. So he ended up having to retire because, and also he got the con. Okay, so maybe me also. Let me go. Let's go back. I'm wrong. He got his money, and they had to pay him. He yeah, got he that got check. Money. He got that because that was a two year deal at that time, right? So Horace alluded to Mike was wrong for calling Scotty selfish. And yes, Mike for two years was making clean cash when it comes to finally getting paid. But he had been underpaid his whole career with the damn bull. I thought it was three years. No, the first year he was still on the contract. It was oh, two. okay. All right. So it was only two. That, that, the, the 17 games when he came back, that next year he was on the contract. So it's the second, it's the fifth championship and sixth six where he's getting 30 something, something mil. Yeah. I used to think that too. It was not all three, it was only those two. Okay. That, so when they keep pointing out, when Mike was making 300 mil, understand the narrative. 30 he mil. hadn't, no, thank you, D. They're making 30 mil, understand it. And LeBron was the first player to get past that like seven, six or seven years ago when LeBron was the first player to get to making that much money annually mm-hmm. or whatever. But when Mike was making that money and people were like, well, forget Mike because he wasn't doing that for Pip. Dude, Mike could have been came to the Bulls and told them to renegotiate my And guess what? The Bulls would have had to do it. Jerry Russell could sit there and be like, don't come back if you want to. Let Michael Jordan pull an Emmitt Smith on your ass, right? And be like, dude, I'm, I'm chill. I'm going to sit out. He would have had to give Michael Jordan all the money that Michael Jordan wanted, or Chicago would have been like, bump you, basically. Even if people would have, some people would have been upset with Mike. Most people at this time, compared to the times we live in now, where most people go with management for some odd particular reason, right. people would have been like, dude, that's Michael Jordan. Why are you only paying him? And he is the hundredth or something uh, highest paid player in the league, and he's the greatest player in the league. He could have pulled that on him at any time, but due to his father, honored his effing contract. So when, when Mike is like, Scotty's being selfish, and this is another thing too, and I'm going to get out because I've been ranting. This is another thing. I want people to really pay attention to what, what, what I think Mike was saying. I think Michael Jordan looked, viewed Scottie Pippen as being a great player. I don't think Michael Jordan viewed a ton of those players as being great players also. So when Mike's talking about Scottie's being selfish, he's talking about their legacy. They're the only two players on both three-peats. Mm. He's talking about selfish to me, not selfish to the Bulls. Because it's like, Scotty, wait, I came back, right? We going for this, Right. Why are you going to pull this when you already know you're going to go to another team next year, right? Like, let's finish what we, we started and get this out the way. And Scotty, like, bump that. And Mike's like, you being selfish because 
The point is our legacies. Mike's point was the legacies. And I think he viewed Scotty in the same manner. And Scotty's failure at time to live up to that is why Mike kind of has taken little picks at him. And in some ways, I don't have a problem with that because, for instance, one of my closest friends, Demas, right? And he has great attributes. So I hold him to a certain standard compared to some other people, right? So if he fails in those attributes, it's fair for me to be like, yeah, and look, some people may be like, no, nah, I can't. But I'm like, you don't know that you don't know the potential, not just the potential, but the floor of Demas. I know what Demas standard is and he didn't reach the standard we set together. So that's why I can point out, no, nah, Demas may not be right right here, but you haven't been through the awards that me and Demas have been through. Yeah, so think, you, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think, uh, I can get around. I think it's more so kind of like, what you're saying, we came in this together. We linked, we're linked to the hill. Although, yeah, people might not see it on the outside, but on the inside, we stuck to the hip together. So mm-hmm. I need you to be here for me. Yeah. Uh, when we make when we making this last run, he already said the last. Yeah, I need you. I need, I need you. I need let's you. go, let's go win another title. I like me and Demons are winning titles, and Demons is like, listen, sometimes I'll be like, I don't feel like it. But I do it because of him. And I do it because of Ryan. And, right? And, and vice versa. Yeah, and so if I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm taking off 35 games, you go full circle day. Right. Yeah. Ryan, what do you what do you think about the last two episodes? Uh yeah, I, you know, just overall I thought it was great obviously um you know maybe just to pick at a little bit i personally just want was hoping to hear from carl malone and a little bit more from the jazz Ooh, that's he a good didn't one. get a lot of that that's a good one that's i a saw good one. i saw an interview with the uh, ryan just to back up your point i saw an interview with the uh i mean you probably saw it too on dan patrick uh jason Hare, the director and he said man he oh, yeah. tried so many times to get carl malone but he said he even tried to get carl malone and john stockton together and it's like, it did not work. He said they did reach out to Brian Russell, and Brian Russell never even reached back out to them. I wanted to hear Brian Russell. He never even <laughs> That's reached back out to them. If we got that Utah guest, I want to be like, listen, what did Brian Russell say? Did he say that was a foul or what? Like, I wanted to, that's who I want to hear most. What did Brian, because, and I'm, I'm sorry for interjecting. The whole thing where Michael moves Brian Russell, and a lot of people don't know how thick and athletic Brian Russell, Russell, Russell was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Michael Jordan, as strong and lanky as he was, can't just move that whole ass that way. That's my only point. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, the thing that also annoyed me was just Jerry Reinsdorf, like trying to explain why they had to dismantle the team. It's like, dude, just shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like. He always is like beholden to Jerry Krause in this documentary. Like, oh, I couldn't help it. Jerry wanted to do it. Did I get it wrong? Wasn't Jerry Krause up Jerry Reinsdorf's ass to be GM or was it the other way around? Yeah. Well, you know we're not supposed to say up in on radio shows. (laughs) You can say ass, but nothing in it, Ryan. Lord have mercy. No, no, Ryan, to your point, to your point, I brought this up earlier, uh, I think when we first started The Last Dance, the article that I read, it was for Tim Floyd and Ryan, Jerry Reinsdorf. You did. And, yeah, and Jerry Reinsdorf was like, hey, Tim, can you tell Jerry Krause I can't do that? It's like, who's the owner? Who's the owner right. of the franchise? Is it Krause or is it you, old man? Which, which, which one is it? But, no, I, mean, I agree with you, Ryan. That last part. And just to see kind of Michael Jordan be like, man, I mean, just make him even more upset because he did. He left out when he was on top. Was, how was Michael Jordan when, he, when that was 98? About 37? Oh, he, no, he wasn't no. that young. No, he wasn't man, gone. Now, he was maybe gone for three years. He was 35. He was 35? One of, he was 35. He may have been, like, you're right when you're 30. I think he was 35 in the last one. So maybe, 
Let me look it up. Yeah, check it out. Um, check it out. But even but even going with that and what what, what he was thirty four years old in the last title. Thirty four. So he came back six years later and averaged twenty points at forty. He came back four, four years later. He came back when he was thirty eight. No. Okay. Yeah. Cameron was thirty eight. Yeah, he was thirty when he came back in uh two thousand two. Now, now, is it thirty eight when he came back? When he's, he 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 got part of the ownership, or thirty eight when he was actually starting to play, because he was forty. He only played two years because that first year he got hurt. He and was two thousand one to two thousand two. He was thirty eight in two thousand two to two thousand three. He was thirty nine, and that was it. Okay, he only played two seasons in uh, with Washington, and he played all eighty two games the last season. His uh, yeah, like I said, the first season they missed playoffs because he got hurt. Yeah, he was sixty years. Yeah, he was. Uh, he played sixty games that time. Yeah, uh, that, he got, that season. He got, they were he the was, playoffs. He got hurt. He was thirty four years old. To Ryan's point, 34 years old, you still grooving. You don't have the the physical isn't still there, but he knew his mental was there, and his mental is better than anybody's. Just he about wasn't bad world. physically. He wasn't bad physically. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. If you go he back wasn't. and look at some of those dunks at that age, how high yeah. he's getting, it just wasn't the Jordan we saw in the exactly. late '80s, early '90s. Right. But like, it, it was you definitely. Like, I always say, I always say that's that Jordan is Kawhi. That last three P Jordan, mm-hmm. that's like Kawhi's not first Jordan where he's just like you look at sometimes when Jordan is just in game dunking on people how high he was getting. It's crazy. Like some of them, it was like you could tell because of how tall that player was. He jumped, his head was over the rim, and other times it was like oh he could have gotten over the rim. But like the, the last times where you saw he was still as an old man yakking on people, a la Dikembe Mutombo. Thirty four years old ain't old. 34 well, years old, really. But in still, a way, but in that NBA, because, you know, they, they were training. They, yeah. weren't, they weren't living, working out like right. that. Like compared to LeBron now, to where LeBron is always in tip-top shape. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you don't see LeBron uh, smoking cigars before the game. All right, like with, just think about what with a bat with a bat in the locker yeah, room. What would we, what would MJ have been if he didn't kill his lungs prior to the game? Right, hey, man. <laughs> but just I think about that. Somebody mentioned like, man, I was a, I was a Skip Bayless because I think he was still, he was here the last years of the championships, and he mm-hmm. came out and said like, man, that was the only thing that could calm him down was smoking these cigars because he was always on the go. Like he was just ready to roll, and the cigars slowed him down. That is not the, that is not what you do prior to no, a cardio not. workout. No, it's not. Hey, you, it works for the greats. Seeing Bruce people like run around, seeing people <laughs> run around and smoke squares. It's like, what the hell is you like? No, nah, but hey, Babe Ruth has hot dogs. Michael Jordan has cigars. Hey, and, they, there you go. and they both have melanin. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, wait a minute. Was I, I always thought at least this is me just reading and listening to sports. For a very long time, listening to sports talk radio or watching a lot of sports documentaries and just everything, right? I always had a, well, at least I always thought that the flu game was actually a food poison game. No, I, mean, I had, people heard, point, I had no. heard about that pizza before. People had point, been pointing out that he had food, food poisoning, poison, right? That, so, right. We, like, we knew for a minute that it, that wasn't, it wasn't a shock to me. It wasn't flu right. season. It was in June, right? <laughs> right. That it probably they called it, but we knew that he had food. A food probably it was food poisoning, right? For a minute, but regardless, I mean, he was sick. I mean, like if you watch that game, and I was going to say that Mike didn't put on airs and lean into Scotty a little bit more than he needed to. Now, just you know, listen, basketball players sweat. Mike was exhausted. 
that yeah. game. It was right? like coming out every every which way. Yeah, coming out every and every food, which way. Go right. Food poison can give you flu symptoms. Exactly. You know? If you really exactly if you really like had it, if you really had it, like had yeah, it. I've had it. I've I've definitely had it. And it, was like, and it was funny because the rest of the house got it like a day or two after me. I got it like within like six hours, if not after eating it. It hit me like bam. I was like, yeah. damn, I think I got food poisoning. Yeah. And everybody else got sick like a day later or a day two later. Yeah, if you got food poisoning, you can't go out there and run and jump and leap and win yeah, championships. No. Drop 38 points in the finals? That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, but this is Michael Jordan, though. But no, I always... You know who couldn't do that? Who couldn't do that? LeBron. LeBron James. <laughs> you know, he, LeBron would have been in Miami. He'd be like, man, I got... Hey, I got, Tony I, isn't I, here to defend this guy. Tony that came across the street. So, oh, see, the thing with Tony is, is vis- see, this is a problem with youngsters. I ain't That's seen it, so it didn't Tony, happen. Tony Gill, uh, NBC I see, Sports Football. I ain't seen it, so it didn't happen. Yeah, we right, actually, we got to book him. That's a, This will be yeah. a good discussion for the next show or two to see how he may have changed. And let me not speak for him, but I've added him on something. I added him on a Reggie Mil- Miller slander. Oh, yeah, he said Reggie like, Miller. But he liked it because I'm like, dude, we've we been told you this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, what, so we just talking for the sake of talking? Like, nah, dude, listen, his stats, because I saw somebody was like, man, uh, Reggie averaged 30 points. I was like, no, he did not. Okay. Right? And I remember I went back and looked. I'm like, 18, 19, maybe? Yeah, his highest may have been 24, if that. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, like, when someone said it, I was like, whoa, you're going too far. That's not necessarily true. But that, that wasn't Reggie's game. And also because of his game and how the NBA was played, Reggie Miller is – the antithesis of what Rip, Rip, Rip Hamilton wanted to be, but he didn't do it from further out, mm. right? But everything, if you saw Rip Hamilton do, that was Reggie Miller, basically. Ray, Ray Allen, Ray Allen, but Ray Allen had a better handle and was more athletic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But he wasn't the killer. And he wasn't, I'm not saying he wasn't a killer. He wasn't the killer of Reggie Miller was. Yeah. Reggie, so Reggie's killer level was higher than Ray. Square yeah. yes. No, Reggie, Reggie averaged uh, 18, 18.2 games, um, 18.2 points a game. So he didn't even average. What was his highest points. average? Do you have what, what was his highest average in any particular season? Uh, in 89, 89, 90, he averaged 24. That's what I said. That's what I said his highest was. 24. It's, his highest was 24, but you got to understand the league. He's not beating you kind of off the dribble, getting into the lane. Right. He's taking most of that. He's running you to death through screens, and he's basically trying to create distance and take that shot. Yeah. Sounds uh, like Steph Curry a little bit. Yeah. That, but st- listen. Steph, Steph, don't move, everybody. Steph don't move like him, though. Steph, Steph is a greater shooter than Reggie Miller. He ain't got these. Because yeah, when, no. when that moment hits – and it's not Steph is kind of like Peyton Manning. Steph is like pl- playing at his height all the time. Mm-hmm. So when the playoffs start, he is there's no more to go. You know what I'm saying? And that's what yeah. Peyton Manning was. Peyton Manning was playing playoff level. Like he had to play playoff level during the regular season. But when the playoffs started, like for instance, again, talking about the last dance, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would average five more points in the finals than he did in the regular season. And he, led, and he led the league in scoring in the regular season. This lets you know the type of levels he would take it to. Like, Steph hasn't fulfilled his finals destiny kind of just yet. Even though I think he could have won that last one they gave to KD. Even, like, because KD only had he one game. Have. Yeah, okay, you could tell Steph for, like, 15 minutes was like, what? Right, then yeah. he kind of got his composure together. It was like, okay, 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 okay. Right. But still, Steph wasn't the same. But D, go ahead. All right, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and IG at D, at D and Davis Show, at Demos One, at Thess Davis, at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One.
Um, we appreciate you and I hope you appreciate us. Um, or we try to bring you content. We try to go through what was going on at that time and kind of give you a narrative. So to help you in case you debating someone or talking about it, uh, and that you kind of have a, a more refined understanding of what was actually taking place. Please don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again and make sure you check out Dan Davis to flip this uh, Monday. Keep your hands to yourself.